0: And why don't we pray for Simon as he comes to speak. And if you want to stretch out a hand in his direction. Thanks, Jim. Evening, everyone. Merry Christmas. Anybody open their presents yet? Does anybody do a Christmas Eve opening? No, well done. I think that's the right way to go at Christmas time. There is, um, I I have to say, there is something about me that is going to be shocking tonight for you, in that it is shocking news about me that you will not yet have realised. And the shocking news is this, that when I was a teenager, I was the most clumsy teenager in the world. I know that there's a developmental thing, that when you're a teenager, that you know, you're, kind of, you're used to knocking stuff over. But I was in the premiership of clumsiness. So there used to be a coffee shop in Clifton uh, called Splinters. Uh, those of you that you know, mixed in those circles. Anyway, uh, nice coffee shop. It had a little few steps from the coffee shop towards the, uh, the till where you paid. And people queued there very sedately in a Clifton sort of fashion. Waiting to pay. One day, when I was 15 years old, I tripped down the steps, and I literally took out a whole row of people queuing. And the guy that was at the front, he he fell to his knees and caught his chin on the and took out like a whole row of teeth. And all I could say was, "I'm so sorry." Uh, it kind of extended into uh, into my adulthood when I was in my early 20s and working. When Karen and I moved to Kent, and I was working as a curate in a church. Uh, I managed to set fire to a lady at a Christingle service um, who had lots of lacquer in her hair and as she leant over my candle which was uh, lit by this stage, I proceeded to uh, ignite her. Uh, She became the only living Christingle in Church of England history. Uh, The following year when I was a curate and the vicar said, look, please, please don't Set fire to anybody this year. The following year, uh, as I was speaking at midnight communion, like I am tonight, I looked over to my right. There was uh, some lovely candles with a nice floral display, and uh, one of the as I was talking, one of the candles just fell over into the display and uh, ignited the whole corner of the church. So my sermon was mildly interrupted by two church wardens carrying fire extinguishers down through the church. And, uh, and covering the corner of the church in white foam, which I thought was very, very Christmassy, um, uh, but, uh, but mildly shocking. Uh, there are moments in my life that seem to happen that make great illustrations for sermons, but at the time are highly shocking and horrible. This evening, we have uh, the, the topic is, uh, is Christmas, and the theme for our Christmas services is Love Came Down. And sometimes I think when we think about the Christmas story, we forget how shocking and clumsy it must have appeared to those first people. If you imagine what this Christmas story would look like today, how would it have been announced? Well, maybe look at the screen and uh, see if this might be a modern version of what we might be looking for. That mourns lonely lonely exile here until the Son of God appears. Great clip, isn't it? 23 people unfriended Joseph. <laughs> I, I, what an understatement that must have been. I mean, we forget how shocking it, it must have been for, uh, for Mary, for Joseph, for, for all of them, actually. Mary, as uh, a young girl, 16, 17 years old, in the culture that she was in, uh, to be in the state that she was and to be able to say, Listen, God spoke to me. And uh, you, know, you can understand uh, the pressure that they were under as a family. And the pressure that would have been upon Mary and Joseph. And I love the fact, it's partly why I've chosen the reading tonight, that we have shepherds involved. When we think of the shepherds, now I have uh, memories of my, you know, my kids when they were little with a kind of tea towels on their heads, playing shepherds in the Christmas story. And we kind of get used to the fact that the shepherds were present. But it was a shocking thing for them to be there. Nobody really ever spent any time with shepherds unless they was a shepherd they just didn't they were the outcasts they spent their time out of the city they were those that everybody else looked down upon I mean you wouldn't buy a used sheep from a shepherd they were seriously dangerous people and yet it says that the the angels appeared to the shepherds and it says that that when the angel appeared to them he's the angel said don't be afraid I bring you good news a great joy that will be for all the people this wasn't just something for a few shepherds, but for everybody. And I think it's part of the, the Christmas message that we often state every year is that, you know, the good news of Jesus is not just for a few people in a small corner of the, of the globe 2,000 years ago, but actually for all people for today. The good news of Jesus is for everybody, whatever your background or your age, whatever you consider your religion to be, actually Jesus came for all people and it says here you'll see it highlighted on the screen that that they said this will be a sign to you when the angel spoke to the shepherd said this will be a sign to you now if you were at the time of Jesus and you were hearing this message for the first time and the angel said and this will be a sign for you what would you have expected this will be a sign the clouds will open the light will shine 400,000 angels will appear out of heaven or maybe the earth will shake. Everybody will bow to their knee. Maybe that would be the sign. No. The king of kings. The one who was present when the world was made. The one who will be present when the world is wrapped up. Notice it didn't, it didn't happen uh, 24 hours ago. I'm quite glad because I put a lot of time into preparing this talk. So This will be a sign to you you will find the baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger the shepherds although it doesn't say it here I think it's somewhere in between these two verses somewhere hidden in the text the shepherds would have probably said you must be joking there's no way that this one born would be placed in a manger and yet the king of kings came as one who was humble who wouldn't immediately be, be recognized came to associate with people who had no real position for themselves but were wanting and needing someone to come and rescue them and then I love this about the shepherds as well it says a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and it says that the shepherds were terrified we have a, an interesting view of angels don't we that they are lovely, white-wearing, uh, wing-flapping uh, uh, ladies that just kind of gently smile and they might sing heartily. Uh, but angels in the Bible are, are warriors. They're there to fight. They are, if, if you like, they are the kind of security guard of heaven. You know, they, they sort out the problems that uh, seem to arise from time to time. If you look, you can't see him tonight, but Michael, the angel who's over there, he's carrying a sword and he's he's kind of geared up for battle. Looks like a scene from Lord of the Rings. Uh, He is strong. The angels appear and they start singing. The shepherds were terrified. And then the angel says to the shepherds, listen, go to Bethlehem and see this thing. Do you know, over the years that I've been a Christian, I've been a Christian since I was 19 years old. Um, I've seen loads of people try and uh, think their way into God's presence or try and answer all the questions that there are to be answered. And I often say to people, you know, if, if, if you could have all your, answered, all your questions answered, will you, would you want to live as a Christian? And the answer sometimes is still, I'm, you know, I'm not sure. Because even though you've been a Christian for many years, I've still got loads of questions. Having questions doesn't stop me being a Christian. Having questions actually is just part of life. It's part of being normal. And so what these guys did was they didn't over-intellectualize it. They didn't think, well, angels, if you could just give us um, the A to Z of uh, Christian belief before we leave the fields where we are and head off to Bethlehem. It just says that they went to see this thing. And I would say to each of us tonight, as we're thinking about Christmas and maybe on the moments when we start to think our, our, our minds and our focus turns to God, maybe not just to think your way into what is God like, but maybe to to see this thing. The shepherds went and had a look. They got stuck in. They got dirty. They got present in the manger. They were They were there in the stable. They were... Uh, they got stuck in to have a little look. And so I would say to to, to you tonight, if you're thinking, gosh, I'd love to know a bit more about this God thing, I'd love to know whether it makes sense in my life. I'd love to know whether it's possible to be young and be a Christian, or whether it's possible to be old and be a Christian, or whether it's possible to be a person who's been hurt significantly in your life and still be a Christian. I would say, rather than just thinking about it, why don't you turn up and have a little go? There's a lovely verse in the Bible that says this, taste and see that God is good. It doesn't say think and find out. It says taste and see. In other words, have a little go. When I was 19 years old, I prayed this prayer. I said, Lord, if you are really there, come on. Come into my life. And it was a kind of a taste and see prayer. And so I would encourage you, if you're thinking about these things, or maybe you kind of want to think beyond just once a year about whether God is real for the here and now, I would say, why don't you have a little taste and see? This love came down message is to be experienced day in and day out. And do you know, we, uh, he, he says with a, a, a flawless link, we have, um, we have a thing called the Alpha Supper, which is the beginning of an Alpha course, which is basically... The shepherds would have loved it because it was about going and seeing, asking the questions that you want to ask and seeing whether this God stuff makes sense in the culture that we live in. I'd love to invite you to come to a taster evening when somebody will be just sharing their story about how they became a Christian and giving us the opportunity to discover some of this stuff for ourselves, a bit like the shepherds did 2,000 years ago. They went and they had a look. They got stuck in. They didn't sit on the fence. They weren't waiting for an intellectual argument. They just said, we're going to have a look for ourselves. And so tonight, I want to encourage you guys to do the same. Nobody's going to badger you tonight or force you to believe something you don't want to believe. But we'd love you just to think a bit more about this stuff. When you go tonight, myself, Jimmy, we're going to be lurking at the door. uh, And we'd love to give you one of these little booklets, which explains a bit more about what the shepherds found out to be true. It's called Why Jesus? And inside, there's a little invitation that you see on the screen for you to take away with you. So you don't have to chat very much tonight as you leave because I know you want to get back and um, finish watching whatever you were recording when you came out tonight or uh, get back to the pub, whatever. So we're not going to badger you, but do take one of those as you go because we'd love you to experience a bit more of the reality that Jesus, his love, came down so that we could get to know him. Let's have a moment just to be quiet and uh, to draw breath as we think about some of those things and then I'm going to pray briefly for us. So Lord, we thank you for the example of the shepherds who uh, did the shocking thing. They got stuck in, they went to find you and they... Uh, try to see what you were like by experience so Lord we pray for each of us that you'd help us to be those kinds of people that uh, taste and see that you're good not just because of some argument in our in our head but because we uh, we step in a little bit so Lord would you come for each of us tonight and help us to take a little step closer to you because we ask it in Jesus name Amen And Alex is going to carry on leading us in our prayers now, so let's pray.